Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, time to catch up on all things political in BC now. Rob Shaw, political correspondent for Check, is with us. Good morning, Rob. Rob? Good morning, Simi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, Let's talk about the update, first of all, on this whole Abbotsford homeless encampment announcement. Yeah, you and I talked about this yesterday. It was the Alonzo Road encampment that was the source of a big press conference yesterday from the housing minister announcing, you know, what he says is going to be uh, a visible change in progress on the site after, I think, six years of an encampment there. So it involves a $4 million temporary shelter that will go on the site of the homeless encampment right by the highway. And so that involves evicting people from the site, if you want to call it that, by June 26th. And that's going to set up another one of uh, those situations where the province is going to have to probably go in there and remove some people, get a court injunction perhaps, because there's as many as 15 folks there who who don't want to leave, uh, which is far less than 100 uh, people that have been there at, at different times in what is considered the worst, uh, most dangerous homeless uh, encampment uh, in Abbotsford and has been going on for a long time. Okay, so we have to wait now, I guess, until that deadline comes, right? Yeah, and then it, it triggers a kind of weird uh, kind of hopscotch of, of housing that's going on. So that shelter will not be the temporary shelter won't be done until the end of 2023 and then when it is done the province closes another temporary shelter on riverside road and starts building a permanent one nearby and then when the permanent one is done it closes this new four million dollar temporary one at lonzo that's building so it's like this multi-year multi-million dollar plan to bounce around and you know the minister kind of admitted yesterday or at least danced around that this may not actually solve the issue there could be as many as 700 homeless people in abbotsford that is far more than what government is doing here and the affordable housing that it's building and that you could spend this money you could take you know more than a year uh, and end up without enough spaces uh, for people and without visible progress as the premier puts it uh, on this issue and there's six other properties that are owned by the province. Remember, Lonzo Road is owned by the province. That's why the city's kind of been frustrated for these years, because it can't enforce its bylaws on this Ministry of Transportation land. And the province had very little interest in getting into this until recently. And so the six other provincial properties where there are homeless uh, folks uh, in, in camping in different ways, and that this may not clear those either. So... I don't, I don't know if it's the end of the issue. It's certainly welcome uh, from the mayor and, and others there. Like, finally, the province is getting around to doing something. Uh, but uh, it may not be the total solution for what's going on there. Right. Well, I think it's a good lead-in, though, for us to talk about this next topic because a lot of these people find themselves in this situation because of our housing um, situation and these housing numbers that just came out are, are not good in terms of affordability. No, guess what? We're back up to the average residential price in B.C. 
uh, of more than a million dollars again for the first time since April of 2022, according to the Real Estate Association uh, numbers this morning. So uh, this is one of the factors that cuts both ways, I guess, for people who are worried about the value of their homes or worried about the real estate market. It is rebounding. You, you look at the graph from the Real Estate Association and it looks like a U um, this, uh, this year where it goes down to interest rates hikes kind of affect the sales they affect the prices and now it's back up almost to to kind of where it was and uh you know that means that in may sales were up 10 percent compared to that time last year uh and that uh, the volume of sales was up 13 percent uh, and so like that is also a factor in why the bank of canada uh chose to raise the key lending rate by another quarter point of uh, this month because of the persistence of things like the housing market and inflation and, uh, you know, the, the resiliency of the economy uh, in a way. And uh, so, you know, a better performing housing market, well, good, I guess, to many, um, not so good to others, is kind of also one of the factors that is leading to uh, the, the interest rate decision making by the Bank of Canada. And it becomes a sort of perpetual cycle that we seem to be locked into. So we'll we'll have to keep an eye on that. It is astounding to me how resilient the prices are. You know, Mm -hmm. like you keep throwing these interest rates, you would think, who, who, how can this be possible? But people still manage to find a way. Well, intergenerational wealth, you know, uh, immigration to the province. Like there's there's that fundamental argument that you hear from politicians and, and realtors all the time. There's lots of people coming here. And there's limited things to buy and there's limited land. And it just is the fundamentals to keep propelling things forward. But you're right. It's uh, especially with rates where they are right now. It is kind of amazing to watch the resiliency of, of the housing market. It is. Okay. And so obviously, though, we have to see the impacts of this latest rate hike because I was away last week. But it seems to me that took a lot of people by surprise. Yeah, it did. I mean, I think there was a pause from the Bank of Canada that they they indicated that they were going to wait and see. And you do hear from economists who say it takes a while to see the ripple effect of rate hikes, and and maybe the bank could have waited a bit more. But no, it did. It it announced that uh, that it was uh, concerned and raised the rates, and not only that, but basically indicated. Um, and what many people consider to be the, the high possibility of another rate hike, at least one next month and uh, and maybe more. So that is the, a different trajectory we are on now. And I think it raises all those affordability issues, the squeezing, the, you know, the, the fundamental question is the solution to the problem of inflation worse than the problem of inflation when it comes to your ordinary expenses every day. You've got rising grocery prices and household good prices yeah. on one side and you've got rising debt costs and mortgage costs and housing costs on the other. You're, you're squeezed both ways until something gives, and uh, it's a bad position for a lot of people to be in right now. It certainly is, and so we are seeing the effects of that. Uh, so we'll be talking more about the real estate numbers. Also, uh, the wildfire situation, like how is BC going to deal with this? We heard uh, from the Transportation Minister yesterday, he did a big briefing on especially the west coast of the island, and it continues to be cut off, and he said that the province intends to apply for disaster financial assistance from Ottawa which is the first that we'd sort of heard of that. And he said it's not just about the fires we have now, but the season that is coming, the, the very bad-looking wildfire season for the province this year. And they want 
federal aid, essentially. I'm not sure how that's going to go. Uh, it's possible, I guess, the, the, the federal aid program for disasters generally kind of kicks in on things like the flooding in the Fraser Valley. And I, the argument from BC is that um, it, it's so bad in wildfires this year that it could use the assistance. Maybe it's bad everywhere. I guess the feds would have to uh, have to look at all of the provinces in, in some way. We do have a disaster financial aid program in BC. It's kind of more designed for you know uninsurable losses, losing uh, property or a house or a business. It's not really designed for what people say they need on the west coast of the island right now, which is help with their business because the roads cut off, so hotels are half capacity. You have, uh, you know, literally in one case, a dairy farmer pouring his milk away uh, because he can't get it to market to sell. Those kind of losses aren't really captured by the two different aid programs. And that's a question for BC right now is can you do anything to help uh, within the confines of that? And the government's answer so far is is no, um, but uh, it's kind of trying to look at that and see if there's something that can that can be done to keep businesses from going under. Well, the road is closed, at least fully closed, like it won't fully reopen for a month to Port Alberni, but there might be a single lane uh, next weekend. Hmm. Okay, so we're going to actually talk to the mayor of Tofino coming up in the next hour. But, you know, Rob, you and I yesterday were talking about that, that donation to St. Paul's Hospital and the whole new addiction and recovery mm-hmm. situation. Well, after our conversation, we thought, yeah, let's learn more about this. So we're going to have the person in charge of this new program coming on the show this morning. Um, because you're right, there's so many questions about this. Like, what are they going to do differently, right? Yeah, it is. And I, I talked to the province briefly yesterday, and they believe that's kind of the future of addictions treatment in the province. I don't know if the future involves private donations like, like occurred at St. Paul. It certainly seemed to help. Uh, but the province is looking to expand that model. So the more you learn about it, this morning, um, the more of that seems to be the direction of the, the EB government going forward. So interesting. Rob, thank you. Okay, take care.